Good evening, listeners. My name is Chris von Stade. I am a member of the Living Waters Fellowship. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock at the Lilliput Primary School. You are most welcome to join us. Today's message is called Faith That Can Move Mountains. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask that you will bless this tonight's message that was brought to you by Pastor Anthony Stade. Amen. Good evening, everybody. Um, I trust that this message will bless you and that will enable us to have faith to meet all the challenges that we are going to face this year. We're trusting God for a good year, a good year in our finances, a good year in our life, and we are we are trusting the Lord to lead and guide us in everything we do this year. Our opening scriptures are Mark eleven twenty two to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So this year we need to determine that we will walk in faith no matter what happens. We will predetermine that we will trust God no matter what the new year holds. Let us pledge to follow Christ upon the waters, in the storms, and trusting Jesus to help us to overcome all odds. It reminds me of a story. In October the 2nd, 1998 edition of the Baltimore Sun carried a story about Mount McKinley, the highest mountain on the North American continent. Recent research has apparently proven that a mountain expedition which claimed in 1906 to have in fact mounted Mount McKinley in fact, fabricated their figures. They lied. They never really completely climbed the mountain. The mountain, in fact, is over 20,000 feet high, and climbing it was no easy feat. After reading that, a writer said, I was struck by the realization, which may sound simple, but it dawned on me that mountains really are hard to climb. That's why mountains have long come to symbolize the hardship and difficulties of life. Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrells sang a song, Ain't No Mountain High Enough to Keep Me From Getting to You, Babe. I think some of us can remember it. Mountains have long represented problems to be solved, obstacles to be overcome, crosses to be carried, burdens to be borne, troubles to be triumphed over, difficulties to be dealt with. Mountains are problems. Death is a mountain. Sickness is a mountain. Troubles are mountains, hardships are mountains, family crises are mountains, unpaid bills are mountains, rebellious children are mountains, unfaithful husbands and wives are mountains, lying friends are mountains, and crack-addicted loved ones are also mountains. Scott Peck in his book, The Road Less Travelled, says, Life is a problem. The truth of the matter is life is filled with mountains. But my Jesus says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will obey you. So let me tell you why. First, faith may not always change the outer circumstances of life, but it always changes the inner landscape of life. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And frankly, that makes all the difference. It's not what's on the outside that matters. It's what's on the inside 
that really makes the difference. Dr. Wright told this story. He said, when he was a little kid, I remember reading a book about General Hannibal. You probably remember the story of this African general by the name of Hannibal crossing over the Alps and the great mountains and invading Italy. It was an almost an impossible feat. And in this little story, he said, I can remember the pictures of the elephants and the donkeys and the army of the African Hannibal crossing the Alps to Italy. So this was a great feat of military courage. In fact, it was one of the greatest acts of military courage in human history. And according to the story, it said that Hannibal, when he got to the Alps with his army and was about to cross over the, over this, over the mountains, his army began to rebel. They saw these gigantic mountains before them covered in snow and almost impassable. They, they, know, they knew very few people had ever crossed it. They saw this incredible barrier in front of them and they were afraid to move. They were ready to turn around and go back home. But according to the story, Hannibal rallied his troops and his armies by standing before them, pointing towards the Alps and declaring, Forward march, we see no Alps, we see no mountains. And with these words of encouragement, the army of Hannibal went forth over the mountains and into Italy. Now it may not always be that easy when we are facing mountains. But the truth of the matter is sometimes you've got to go through life and just declare, forward march, I don't see no mountains. Forward march, I don't see that problem. Forward march, I don't see that obstacle. Forward march, I don't see that hardship. Forward march, I don't see that cancer. Forward march, I don't see your cheating. Forward march, I don't see your lying. Yes, faith can change the inner landscape. And if the inner landscape has been changed, it doesn't matter what's on the outer horizon. We can face anything through Christ. Any problem, any difficulty, we can approach it in faith and knowing that Christ will lead us through it no matter what we are facing. It says on the last page of the Bible, we win. We always win. We always overcome. No matter what horrific difficulties or great difficulties we'll be facing. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, the Apostle Paul was dealing, I think, with his own sense of difficulties. And in this context, he says, and I quote, we walk by faith and not by sight. So that means that we are going to trust God no matter what. We can't see the end. We can't see how it's going to end. We can't even imagine how it's going to end. But we're going to go forward trusting God no matter what. Yes, faith changes the inner landscape. That's why St. Paul and, and we can say, faith is our outward sense that makes our inward vision clear. There is a poem that said, fear knocked at the door. Faith answered and there was no one there. Faith can move mountains because faith can transform the inner landscapes of life and it doesn't matter what's on the outer horizon. Secondly, Faith can move mountains because faith enlarges the possibilities of life. It's sometimes helpful to compare how one verse is translated or spoken in one gospel and how it's looked in another. Yes, Jesus sometimes says the same thing in a different place, in a different way. In Luke's version of the same saying, Jesus says it this way. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, 
you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. The image now is taking up a tree and planting it in a new location and creating a new kind of tree. The idea is that faith can create new possibilities that did not exist in the previous situation before there was faith. Faith enlarges the possibilities of life. How many things do you need enlarged in your life? Most of us do. Most of us need to trust God for great and mighty breakthroughs. Faith enlarges the options because faith brings God directly into the situation. If we remember our mathematics correctly, when you have an equation and you change one variable in the equation, you change the outcome of the whole equation. Well, when God is factored into the equation of your life by faith, then the whole outcome in your life is going to change. Dr. Wright told this story. I remember a while back taking communion to a dear member who was in the hospital, a woman who had been battling cancer. She was a cancer survivor and had been battling it for a long time. And she was going through one of those periods where the illness came back and we all didn't know how it was going to turn out. So I went to the hospital and took her Holy Communion. And we were talking for a while and was about to have communion when a nurse came in with bags and I guess an ivy for chemotherapy. And I invited the nurse to share communion with us if she would like and she said yes. So she sat down with us and while we were talking, she asked me if I would bless the ivy bag and the medicine. It kind of made me pause because I've been asked to bless many things bless people, bless homes. Even sometimes I suppose people have asked us to bless a car and a refrigerator. But nobody had ever asked me to bless medicine before. It just never occurred to me to bless the medicine. So Dr. Wright says, And I laid my hands on the ivy bag and the medicine and prayed, Bless, O Lord, these means made use for the cure and healing of your child. It occurred to me this made a great deal of sense because the truth of the matter is, I want God's grace to move through that ivy bag and we want God's grace to move through those medicine. We want God's grace to move through the skilled hands of surgeons, doctors and nurses. We also want God's grace to move through anointing oils. We want God's grace to move through the prayers of God's people. We want God's grace to move through any means and mode that is necessary to bring about the end that God would have for us. Yes, you see, faith is not about constricting the possibilities. Faith enlarges the possibilities and creates new possibilities. A problem is only a problem as long as there's no solution. If there's even a hint of a possibility of a solution, you don't have the same problem anymore. And imagine that now we add God into our situation, who's the creator of all things, who sits upon the, his feet, sit upon the earth. The, the word of God says the, the earth is his footstool and that he can carry the stars in his hands and knows the name of every star. We have the armies of heaven behind us, the resources of heaven behind us in Jesus' name. So adding God to our problem, the problem then becomes a solution. So I declare unto you that if you have God in your life, you're going to have problems. But with God in your life, there's always another possibility. Because you see, God is the author of another possibility. Before creation, there was nothing. But God created another possibility and called creation into being. For Israel and Egypt, there was no hope. Slaves have no hope. 
But God created another possibility and set the Red Sea and parted it and set the children of Israel free. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a virgin, unable to conceive. But God created another possibility and Jesus was conceived and born. Jesus died on the cross, but God created another possibility and raised him to a new life. The providences of God mean there is a creative and saving possibility in every situation. Faith, you see, can move mountains because faith enlarges the possibilities of life. Let's trust God this year in an absolutely, with all our impossibilities and all our difficulties, lay it before the Lord. Very often my wife and I will write out our problem before the Lord and together we'll present it at the feet of our Father God in the name of Jesus Christ. And I can say in 36 years of ministry, that God has always answered our situation, always delivered us, always come through for us, not always in the way that we expected, and we didn't always get the answer that we expected. But we always got an answer, and we were always delivered in our times of great difficulties and darkness. Alexander the Great wanted to reward a philosopher who had rendered a great service to him. Ask what you want to me, said the emperor. The philosopher took the offer seriously and told the royal treasury he wanted 10,000 pounds of gold. Shocked by such an enormous request, the treasurer refused and then went in anger to the emperor. This man has asked too much. His request is unreasonable. Alexander the Great listened patiently and then instructed the treasurer to give the philosopher what he asked for. Alexander said he honored me three ways. First, he believed my word. Second, he believed my wealth. Third, he believed my willingness to do what I said I would do. Give him the money. He's honored me by his great faith in my words. And don't you think that God would say the same thing to us? Don't you think in his greatness and his mightiness and his ability to deliver us, if we put our trust in him and we ask him to help us, that he would not help us? Of course he would. Can we not trust God's word and his honor? My last point is faith can move mountains because by faith in God, we are connected to the maker, the master, and the mover of mountains. Isn't that incredible? You're not alone, Christian. You're not by yourself. You know, I hear so many people say, we are only men, but we are not. We have the same spirit of God within us that raised Jesus from the dead. The same Spirit of God that hovered upon the waters of creation in the beginning. The same Spirit of God that raised up Jesus, baptized him in the Holy Spirit. We have the same Spirit of God in us when we were born again. We have been sealed by the Spirit of God. We are owned by the Lord Jesus Christ. Why will he not help us? I tell you what, that if we place our faith in God and put our trust in him and don't back down, back off or back away, we will receive the things that we ask of God that is reasonable, things that, uh, that God has promised us that he will always supply our needs according to his riches and glory. We need to put our trust in the Most High this year, in Jesus' name, and face this, this coming year without fear and without compromise. We will be conquerors. We are going to overcome. Have you ever noticed that the God of the Bible is a mountain-moving God? God is frequently relieved on the mountain, revealed on the mountaintop. Isaac was saved by, from sacrifice by the angel of God on Mount Moriah, where the Lord will provide. 
Moses meets God in the burning bush on, on Mount Sinai. The prophet Isaiah envisioned the rule of God with these words, They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Jesus was transfigured on a mountain. Calvary is a mountain. And yes, the God of the Bible is also the God of our mountains and of our difficulties. And he sits on top and he is able to make any mountain flat. The Hebrews also called God El Shaddai. And I looked it up in, in the meaning of El Shaddai. It also means God of the mountains. So my God can make a mountain. My God can move a mountain. My God is a mountain. Faith will connect us to the God of the mountain. And those mountains that are in your life, those things, that financial difficulty you're going through, the problem in your family, that marriage that's on shaky ground, whatever you are facing now, you can ask God to be the God of your mountain and to make that mountain flat. And you can put your trust in him. We are not to turn to the left or to the right when we put our trust in God. We are to put our trust in Him, believe in Him, hope in Him, speak victory, speak God's word into the situation, and we never give up. We constantly keep trusting God no matter when it seems at its darkest. I often say to people, Jesus Christ was in the center of God's will on the cross. The world's darkest day, its worst hour, its worst moment. There was darkness all over the world. The disciples thought everything was lost. The whole world had come to an end for them. There were earthquakes. There was a darkness. There was a terrible thing going on. It looked like everything was lost. But three days later, three days, God changed everything. God can do and will do that for you. Sometimes it takes a little longer than three days because God is setting up situations in our life that must come to pass. But we trust God because we know that when the darkness is past, the sun will shine and we will come out of those valleys. And when that happens, your life and mine become part of a greater whole and mountains are moved in Jesus' name. A God who is greater than any problem. He's a God who is greater than any difficulty. He's a God who is greater than any hardship. Yes, you can be free from all mountains. Mountains of doubt, mountains of misunderstandings, mountains of confusion, mountains of sickness, mountains of pain, mountains of poverty, mountains of loneliness and mountains of shame. Be the one who trusts God this year no matter what life brings to us. We're going to put our, we're going to lock our shields, put our armor on, and we are going to face no matter whatever comes and overcome it. At the end of this year, we will be able to give God the glory that's due to his name for all the deliverances that God has brought to this year. We will speak it out and shout it to the mountains. It just doesn't take many. It takes few who decide to trust God to change impossible situations. In December 1944, the German army launched an unexpected attack in what was to become known as the Battle of the Bulge. The Nazis drove deep behind Allied lines. The Allies were losing the battles. There was snow and rain and the, the Nazis came undercover, hitting the American army very, very hard. They, were, they lost hundreds and thousands of men. But slowly, small groups of soldiers began to fight back, hold the line, 
little towns stood, including the paratroopers at Bastogne, who stood against immense odds and the, and the Nazis were unable to break through them in snow, rain, with no food, battling the odds. But they took a stand against evil. Writing in World War II about the reaction of the American troops to this attack, James Jones said, No one of these little road junction stands could have had a profound effect on the German drive. But hundreds of them, impromptu little battles at nameless bridges and unknown crossroads, had an effect of slowing enormously the German impetus. These little die-hard one-man stands alone in the snow and fog without communications, would prove enormously effective out of all proportion to their size. Few stood against many. We could apply that to our own lives. Many little battles that we take, start taking our stand, maybe your whole life is messed up. Maybe in every area of your life you just feel totally overwhelmed. Start taking a stand on few battles and slow, you'll slow the enemy impetus against you. Start trusting God, reading his word, finding scripture that you can trust God for in your situation. If you need finance, look up scriptures on finance and, and take a stand. Write them on your mirrors, on your heart. Take a stand. If you need uh, love or you, you, you've lost your way, find every scripture on that and take a stand. If there's hurt in your family, your marriage is, is being shaken, find scriptures where God promises you, has many promises for us to be able to stand against the enemy. Start to stand and you'll find out that these small battles will make a huge difference. John Wesley once said, Give me a hundred men who love nothing but God and hate nothing but sin and I'll shake the whole world for Christ. Why don't we be those few hundred men or and women in this country who are going to take a stand for God in our life and not be defeated anymore? Defeat is not an option. If we fall, we fall in battle with our flags flying. We are not going to give up. Be those few. Take a stand. Take a choice. It's a choice. God can't force you to take that choice. You have to take that decision in your life. I am this far and no further. My friends, faith can move mountains. It can change your inner landscape. It can create new possibilities. But above all, faith connects us to the God of the mountains and the universe. Ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough to keep God from getting to you. The God of the mountains, Mount Sinai, and the God of Mount Zion. I'm going to ask Chris now to close in prayer for us. And I'm just trusting the Lord that this is going to be a breakthrough year for you. No, it will be a breakthrough year for you. We're tired of being pushed around by the darkness and overcome. We say thus far and no further in Jesus' name. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Pastor. Lord, we pray, come down and hear the cries of prayers of your people. We hurt. We heal us. We are weak. Strengthen us. Where we are confused, guide us. Lift us up your lofty place where we may be still to know that you are not alone, our God. Amen. Amen. So we thank you for listening to us, and I really want to encourage you to take that stand today. You know, I've been 36 years in the faith, and never once, I've been through many battles, you know, us old soldiers in the faith, our armor's dented, our, our, our swords are chipped, we've suffered many wounds, many been betrayed in the houses of our friends, we've been stabbed in the back, but you know what? We carry these scars with honor, for it was in the service of our king.
And we will face, the, and no matter what happens to us, we will face whatever comes our way in Christ. And I want to encourage you, do it. Take that stand for Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.